This is Deb Cottle, producer of the Women with Guts podcast and the creator of the proven four-step guts formula for success. In a nutshell, the GUTS acronym stands for gaining knowledge, using positive affirmations, training your thoughts, and setting realistic goals. This inspirational audio series is designed to help you overcome daily challenges and obstacles as you navigate life's transitions. You will learn from other women who have had the guts to turn negative situations into more positive and productive ones. The Women With Guts podcast series highlights stories of incredible women who move fearlessly through life despite the odds stacked against them. Today, we're going to hear from Michelle Holbrook, a successful realtor, mom and grandmother, and advocate for several worthy causes. Michelle is especially passionate about helping individuals struggling with addiction since her son died of an overdose during the COVID-19 pandemic. Michelle is truly a woman with guts, and I am proud to introduce her to you now. Michelle, it's great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Deb. And I just wanted to ask you a few questions, and we're going to make this very conversational. And I want our viewers to get a better idea about how you grew up, where you grew up, some of the challenges you may have had, and what tools you've used to overcome any of those challenges growing up. That's awesome. Um, I grew up right outside of Atlanta, Conyers, Georgia, which was a very, very, very small town when I grew up, when, when I was growing up. Was raised uh, with my mom and dad, and I have a twin brother. And, um, you know, people say that Beaver or Leave It to Beaver families do not exist. Well, I have to say they do. And ours was one of them. My mother worked for full time for General Motors. My dad traveled, but we were a very close knit family. He was very involved in our sports, as was my mother. Um, coached my brother football, coached basketball, coached softball. They were involved in the uh, football club, different things like that. So we were very fortunate. Um, you know, I struggled in school a little bit, but I think it was more about, hey, let's go have fun instead of I need to get down and I really need to study and focus. Um, you know, I think I had a little bit of a learning disability, but nothing to the point that you can't overcome no matter who you are. But I did have those learning disabilities. Well, it sounds like you had a wonderful childhood. I did. I have to say it was very, we had an amazing, we still do have an amazing family. That's great. I want to go into another subject. I know that you have had health issues um, in the past and actually health issues that you're still dealing with that involve tumors. And I know that you also are supportive of different organizations and foundations to help uh, inform other people about what you've gone through and how you've overcome some of these obstacles. So tell me a little bit about that. I have neurofibromatosis. I have schwannomatosis, which is a form of, we're going to use the short NF because people can't eat. I can hardly pronounce neurofibromatosis, but there's three types. There's NF1, NF2, and schwannomatosis. And unfortunately, I have the schwannomatosis, which causes tumors that are internal and they are very painful. I have been involved with the Children's Tumor Foundation, which is an amazing organization. And um, 
Annette Baker, who is the president and the CEO of the Children's Tumor Foundation, that is her one goal is to try to raise awareness and to try to bring the research to the forefront. The great thing also about the Children's Tumor Foundation is that the majority of their funds go to research. It doesn't go to paying the employees or sending money here or sending money there. So um, the Children's Tumor Foundation has received a five star for that. And I'm very happy about that because I wanna make sure that research is, is on the forefront for them and that awareness is raised. Um, I'm also involved in the, CC, it's called CCAB um, for the Children's Tumor Foundation. It's the clinical care part. And as a patient of NF and schwannomatosis, I'm able to sit in these clinical meetings and do the conference conference calls with them to share what I feel as a patient we need to do in order to continue to bring awareness and to try to find a cure for this nasty disease. Um, I have dear friends of mine, their grandkids and their kids have this disease. And if we don't find a cure, then we're going to lose some of our young people that have this too. Um, to neurofibromatosis. Um, I probably have 30 plus tumors in my body. I have three brain tumors. I have about 10 on my spine. I just had three removed from my liver area. It seems like the last five years I've gone through surgery or radiation every year. Um, that's the running joke in our family is what year, what month this year are you going to be in the hospital to have your surgery done? But you know, we press on. I have a, a great husband who is supporting this um, this awareness and who supports me 110%. And I don't think I could do it without him, nor could I do it without my parents. You are just truly amazing. And you are a woman with guts. And it does take guts to overcome the obstacles that you have to go through. It is something that doesn't go away, something that you have to live with many surgeries, you've had it all. So what are some of the coping techniques or anything that you feel that gets you through the hard times in dealing with the disease? You know, Deb, I love how you have the guts program. And I think we as women, and my focus point, I think going through this is, is women. Um, you know, you gain the knowledge, you use the affirmative statements, you train your thoughts, and you set realistic goals. And I think in life, you have to use that no matter what you do. And I, I, I think for you, having that, especially for women, is the best thing you could have ever have done. We need that. So I think what gets me through this is, and especially this disease or this condition, is... I need to be trained with knowledge. Um, and that's being involved in the Children's Tumor Foundation. That means um, making sure that I know everything that I know about NF and trying to help those individuals that don't know a lot about it to be able to say, hey, I have a doctor here, or there's a doctor that I know about in Kansas City. Um, 
there's a you know there's a clinic in Orlando or there's clinics in New York or even in um, Seattle and those places and that's one great thing about being on the clinical advisory board is I get to meet these doctors I get to be face to face with them so I'm very fortunate for that that I have that opportunity and it gives me the opportunity to really gain the knowledge that I need to to have I think another thing too is no matter what situation you're in, you really have to be positive. You have to, and you have to love yourself. And no matter if you have bumps all on the outside, you have bumps on the inside, you know, you have to love you first. I firmly believe that if you don't love you first, then you're never going to be able to love anyone else. And that's very important to me. Um, as you know, I have a very strong faith. Um, I will tell you this. I tease. I love a glass of wine and I cuss a little, but I love Jesus. And I'll tell you that. Um, but I'm very strong in my faith. And there are days where I struggle. But because I am so strong and knowing that he is in full control, that gets me through my days sometimes. Believe me, there are days that I hurt so bad. The type that I have is very painful. So the pain that I have at certain times is just excruciating. But that's where I have John and, and also my parents to say, you need to slow it down. You're hurting or you need to take a break. Well, thank you for explaining it in such great detail because it's something that most people don't even know about. The general yeah. public doesn't know about because it's internal. You can't see it. It's it's like depression. It's like mental illness. Yes. It's, it's very similar to that. And speaking of um, mental illness and addictions that I know that you've had to struggle with, not you personally, but your son. Mm -hmm. And things have progressed to the point where I think it's important for our listeners to hear the whole story of how things started with your son Chandler, um, how his situation progressed, and also how it evolved and what you're doing now to educate others about addiction. You know, Chandler, first and foremost, Chandler was an amazing young man. Um, and, and I lost him to uh, opioid overdose and it was an accidental overdose um, you know the the scary thing about it now is that they are putting fentanyl um, if you're buying something on the street don't think that they're not putting fentanyl in it because they are 99% of the time and that is a drug that will kill you as well as heroin um, Chandler smoked pot when he was younger um, that was just something that he did. Um, do I agree with it? No. But then, but do I feel that it's a gateway drug necessarily? I'm not really sure. I think what really um, started him on the journey that he went down or the road that he went down is when he had a shoulder injury and had surgery and they gave him opioids. So now, you were on opioids, the doctor is no longer prescribing them, you are an addict, so where's your next drug going to be? How are you going to get it? The doctor's not prescribing it anymore. 
so then you go on the streets and you're buying the heroin off the streets. Um, Chandler about, it's probably been about two years ago. It was three years ago. He died of an opi a heroin overdose and they brought him back to life and he was very fortunate. And at that time, he really wanted the help that he, and he called me and said, hey, mom, I need a rehab. It was funny. I was sitting in the counselor's office and I was going to have him Marchman acted to get him into a rehab because I knew he was going down the wrong road. And his dad and I had really discussed that. And he called and said, I need help. And I went and picked him up and took him to a rehab facility. The one thing that really upsets me is insurance companies think that one month is good enough. It's not. Not for this type of addiction. One month is not enough. I'm saying six months to a year and the insurance companies really need to change on that. And that's one thing that I strive to get a handle on is being able to raise awareness for this addiction and this disease. I think a lot of times mental health, and I know this, mental illness and addiction go hand in hand because these individuals are, are either depressed, insecure, um, lonely, have a mental illness that they so-called try to self-medicate with. And so then they're turning to a drug that they can't. And I saw a lot of that um, in Chandler. He was doing so well. He was arrested um, a year and a half ago and, and was in the Nassau County Jail for six months. Went to a rehab facility after that. Was clean and sober for over a year. Lost his job for the coronavirus. Um, lost his security, lost his stability lost the group of friends that he had, was isolated, then went into depression. So it was just a spiral. Um, we really thought he had overcome this, but unfortunately with all of that, he, he wasn't able to. And the scary thing about it is, yes, it's unfortunate that we are losing so many people to COVID-19, but we will lose approximately 75,000 more people to either suicide or addiction. And, and that's a scary thought. And I think, you know, it's not just the young people, it's young and old. We're losing our military to, um, to suicide and addiction. And that's scary as well. Well, I understand that you're starting a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Right after um, Chandler passed away, Heather Crawford with First Coast News interviewed me. And she's an amazing lady. If you ever have the chance to meet her, do so. She's amazing. She reached out to me and asked me if she could interview me. I had told her that Chandler had passed away, and she reached out and interviewed me. And um, it um, and after that uh, television series or the news series with Chandler, I had a dear friend reach out and say, "I see a nonprofit in the in the future," and I said, "Yes." So she, we have latched on to Kids Have Hope, and it's for kids that are living in environments that are not suitable for, for children or for adults, no matter what. And we have attached mental illness and addiction awareness onto Kids Have Hope. And so we've started this nonprofit, and we're really excited about 
what the future holds. One of our first ideas that we plan on doing is uh, Chris Heron, who played for the Boston Celtics. Um, sorry, I know you're from Chicago, but we love Boston. Um, was a heroin addict and now comes and speaks to kids and parents talking about addiction and what needs to be done and how we can help as a society raising awareness and bringing this to the forefront to be able to get what we need to get done to stop this illness because we do we need to stop it um it's heart-wrenching it's heart-wrenching to see your child go through it it's heart-wrenching to see your parents go through it um so that's my main goal right now is to really raise awareness for addiction and to bring this to where we need it to be brought in order to get the insurance companies to extend the time in the rehab facilities, getting people the help that they need, raising scholarships for those individuals that can't afford to go to rehabilitation facilities or can't afford to go to halfway houses or sober living facilities. We need that. Well, you're doing an amazing job, Thank Michelle. You. And um, I really, truly believe that you, as I mentioned before, are a woman with guts because you exemplify just these four steps. Gaining knowledge, using positive statements, training your thoughts, and setting realistic goals. If we can get more people on that path, to just do those four things or to be conscious of those four things every day, we can change so many people's lives because what I have also found is that many of the people that I have worked with and talked to over the years, they feel like they don't have control. And some people even believe that they can't change their thoughts. They don't even know they have the power to do that. They don't have the power of what they think, what they say, or how to take action. And even for myself, when I'm not doing my best and I can't figure out why, I take myself through that four-step guts formula. I'm like, what am I not doing? Am I not gaining knowledge? Am I not learning? Am I not being positive? What am I thinking about? I gotta change that. And what are the goals? And I've seen you go through this guts formula consciously or unconsciously, you have through the years. And I feel that with what you're dealing with, with the loss of your son, that that is one way that you've been able to, along with your faith, overcome the natural ups and downs of emotions and things that are obstacles in your life. So I applaud you for that and I appreciate you. And I wanted to thank you for taking the time to tell us a little bit more about your story on so many different levels. And please get your message out there about preventing addiction and mental illness. And I will do the same on my part and get the guts formula out there uh, in a wider, a wider field and we'll conquer the world together. And we need that, Deb. And, and one thing is 
and, and I've said this to you before, and I'm going to say it to you again. You were such an amazing lady. And I can remember one time sitting on your couch and us talking, and it was more of talking than it was a session or anything else. But you have to remember that. And one thing that I do want to share is it's not easy for me sometimes because, believe me, I have insecurities, and I can beat myself up with the best of them. I also have really learned, you'll laugh, some people read romance novels, I read self-help books because I, I just, I, and that's my gaining knowledge, um, are those self-help books because I always want to make sure what can I do to better myself in order to better someone else. And it's not about me, this, and, and as I said in the first of our interview, I'm very, very passionate about women. And that's why I love women with guts because we are so insecure and there is so much jealousy amongst us that it's crazy. And we as women need to be by each other's side. And it reminds me of that picture where the women are arm in arm and they're walking. That's what we need to do. And I think if, if, we take that step to say to that one person, hey, I love you. There's nothing wrong with saying I love you. I tell everyone I love them. My husband laughs at me. He says, you love more people than I know. But I do. I love people and I love life. So that's supporting women. The second thing is for, that's your affirmation of thoughts, not only to me, but to you and to another woman to say, do you know how gorgeous you are? Or have, have I told you I love you today? Do you know what an amazing person you are? You have to get that out there. Train your thoughts as far as with me. I could look in the mirror every single day. I'm going to give you a good example. I was looking in my mirror this morning going, oh my gosh, my hair doesn't look good. My makeup's not right. But God gave me what I have, and and to me, beauty's inside, and you have to shine that light that's inside in order to shine inside in order to shine the light that's outside, and I I I hope that I do that with other women. I really do. I want to make sure that you mean something to me, and you'll make a difference. And we all need to do this together. Um, and then your last set that I love is set those realistic goals because I, I'm that ADHD type of person where I go from zero to 60 in one second. So I have to remember, and especially in this time and losing a child and having the disease that I have, some days it's one step in front of the other. And that's what those realistic goals are. And when you make a mistake, or you do something that you think, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have done that. Don't look in the rearview mirror because that's the only thing that's going to happen is you're going to crash. Continue to look forward and you're going to move forward. And those, to me, are very important things that I, I hope I live by and I try to live by. I think you do a, a terrific job by living the four-step guts formula. I really do. And you brought up a, a, a good point about the last step, setting realistic goals. I think, um, especially being women, we try to do too much, try to please others. And we set maybe 
either too many goals or too many lofty goals. And then if we don't reach them, we beat ourselves up. So what I try to tell people is to set a lot of smaller goals so that you feel like you can accomplish, that you've accomplished something. It doesn't have to be a monumental goal, but small goals move into larger goals, move into bigger goals. And that's what I think people have to understand and realize and be okay with it. Be okay with it. But we all are um, a work in progress. And I think that we need positive motivation every day, whether it's through spiritual activities, through its uh, any kind of self-help books, tapes, whatever. Um, we need to be constantly improving ourselves so we can be role models for other people. So, And I think a long time ago, you helped me with that. And like I said, I remember sitting on your couch and it was more of just girlfriend talk. And that was one thing you've always shown me is, you know, just love who you are and continue to press forward. So I've, I've learned a lot from that. And I do try to follow the guts program and it's an amazing program. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. And Deb, thank you so much for interviewing me. I just, um, you know, I hope we can wait, raise awareness for, um, addiction and also for the children's tumor foundation and, you know, kids have hope. So thank you very much. Thanks for listening to our first Women With Guts podcast featuring Michelle Holbrook. What an inspiring story. If you want to learn more about the causes that Michelle mentioned, you can go online to ctf.org and kidshavehope.org or contact your local organizations regarding substance addiction and mental health issues. Also, please join our free Women With Guts virtual community at debcoddle.com by subscribing to our monthly newsletter starting in July. It'll feature motivational tips, transition techniques, inspiring stories, and updates on future podcasts. May you find the guts to help make transitions easier in your life.